as always, I know that not everybody in this room uh, comes from the same background or, or maybe has the same belief, and so this is a place you can belong before you believe, and if there's things you want to talk about, unpack more after this, uh, feel free to reach out, and uh, I'm here, and so we can talk about it. Um, okay, so for me, when it comes to dating, all right, let's just walk through my whole dating experience. No, we won't do that. There's not time because, you know, anyway. <laughs> Uh, but I remember uh, in high school, in high school, uh, my junior year, and I was dating uh, a girl, and she was from my high school, and but she was in college because I went after the older girls, you know, and and she was at Gonzaga, and uh, I remember uh, we were dating, and I would I would drive up there when I wasn't in my sports season. I would I would go up there a lot and hang out with her on the weekends and things like that. And um, and I and anyway, I would say that's the first girl that I ever used the term love to. Yeah, I know. And uh, I mean, I think I said it in middle school a few times, but it didn't mean anything. Uh, and. And it was the first time, like, it was, it was like, um, consuming. Like, it was, you know, and for some of you, you felt that before. Maybe you're feeling that right now. Good for you. But anyway, so I was, I was walking through that, and, uh, and, and every time I do a dating series, I, I, I tell this story. And, and so uh, here I am. I'm, I'm in love. I'm this junior in high school, and, and everything's about her. And, uh, and anyway, I'll, I'll never forget we... Now, during that time, I was not following God uh, at all with my life. So there, that wasn't a priority. And it really wasn't a priority for her as well. And um, I remember... Um, anyway, one of my friends coming up to me uh, and, and just saying, Hey, you need to talk to so-and-so. And it was a... It was a mutual friend, and anyway, so I, I, I call this person, talk to him, and anyway, they informed me that she was at this party, and, and they think had gone off with some dude, and anyway, and I'm like, no way, you know, and, and so anyway, it turns out that was true, and she cheated on me, Okay. Some of you have been cheated on. And anyway, I, I'll never forget this. I, that was like the first time, I think, in my life that I can remember as like, you know, a young adult-ish crying. Like, I literally remember, I, I was like, I was devastated. And, and, I, I, and I didn't even know what to do. I didn't know how to process that emotion. Like, I didn't even know how to cry, really. Have you ever, like, you know, some, some of you cry every day, but some of you, you're like, man, I don't even know what to do with this. Like, I didn't know what to do with it. So I literally, I, I remember I got into the shower because I was like embarrassed. I mean, I was a junior in high school. I still lived at home. Like, I wasn't going to just be like, mom, mom, you know, <laughs> like, so I got into the shower and I just started crying in the shower because I was like, they're not going to know. So I, I'm crying in the shower. I get out of the shower and, uh, and anyway, and I'm sure my mom was like, what is happening with him? Because she's probably hearing me cry. I don't know. And she's like, are you okay? Like, I'm like, yeah, leave me alone, you know? And then I remember I, I, I like, you know, like snuck up to my room or whatever. And then I like called my best friend and I'm like, and he was in college. And I just said, dude, man, I don't even know what to do. I'm devastated. 
you know, and that, you know, and as a good friend, he's like, oh, she was awful anyway, man, you're, you know, like, yeah, you know, and, and it's good and, and everything. And, and so um, anyway, so I was like, forget her, you know. Well, she called me back after, after she had like admitted it and all that. She called me back, I don't know, it was like a week or two later. You know, and I'm trying to pick up the pieces of my junior year of high school and, and move forward, you know, with my life. And, and you know, and she's like, hey, I'm, I'm in town. Can we meet and all that? And anyway, and so we meet up. And then, and then long story short, I forgave her because, you know, that's what God says to do. And uh, no, I just forgave her because I fell right back into it. And anyway, and so we started dating again. Okay, I know, gracious guy. So uh, anyways, we started dating again, and then, um, and then it happened again. Happened again, and, uh, and this time she was just like, um, it was alcohol. It wasn't me. I would never do that to you. Sober, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, I know you're going to drink again, <laughs> so like, is this like, you know. But, that's, but this time I was like, it is done. I'm like, you've just wrecked me twice now. It's over. And what happened there, why I share that story is I made this mental decision after that. And I never like verbalized it. I, ever, I never even like consciously said, I'm going to do this. But from that moment on, and pretty much all through college, I would never allow a girlfriend to get close. And if I felt like it was getting close, I would break up with them. Like the moment I felt like, ah, this is getting to that spot, I would, I would just end it because I didn't, I didn't want that. I didn't want to go there. And, and ultimately, um, I had baggage, right? I had baggage that I had never dealt with. There was issues, there was hurt from that experience and I just never walked through it. I never dealt with it in a healthy way. And so whenever I do this talk, the first step, you guys, for you, I don't know all your stories. A lot of you, I don't even know where you're from, okay? Um, but I do know this. You have to, first and foremost, when we talk about dating, you have to be honest with yourself as to where you're actually at. And not just physically, we know where you're at, but mentally, emotionally, where are you at in your life? What are, what's your baggage? We all have baggage. What's your baggage? Uh, what are your past hurts? Uh, what are your identity issues that you struggle with uh, right now? Do you have commitment and trust issues, right? Like from that, I had major commitment uh, and trust issues, okay? Major commitment and trust issues. Like I... Who said that? <laughs> oh, okay, you're on staff. I'll deal with you later. But uh, <laughs> like, you're not my wife. Who are you? Uh, but it's funny. If my wife was here, uh, she would. She would. She would acknowledge that. Because I. And and here's the thing. I didn't even realize I had that issue throughout college. Like when I would date or whatever. I didn't realize that I was doing that. I didn't realize that this is like a common theme for me. When it gets close, we break up. Like I didn't know that that was happening. Um, and I didn't know I had these trust issues uh, from that relationship until ultimately I met my wife. 
And when I met my wife, my wife, I've shared this story before. My wife's from Ohio. She was living in Cleveland. She was a hairstylist in Cleveland. When I met her, now I was walking with Jesus when I met her. I was actually a youth pastor at the time up in the Spokane area. And and so we got set up by my brother uh, who was going to college in Virginia. Totally random stuff. But anyway, and so he set us up because he was dating her cousin. Sounds very weird, I know, but... They didn't end up making it, so it's all good, okay? He's married to someone else, and she's married to someone else. So uh, their purpose was to get us together. That's why they dated. So uh, anyway, but we were dating long distance. And back then, dating long distance is totally different than what you guys experience now, okay? Uh, Like, there wasn't, like, an ability to, like, social media stalk her before I met her, right? Like, I, I couldn't go on to, like, whatever, Facebook or Instagram and like, okay, this is what they're about. This is how they look, you know, all those things, right? I I didn't have any of that. So what my brother and her cousin did is they physically sent me pictures of her in an envelope, like a wad of of pictures. That's how we did it back in those days, okay? And so literally at the, like, cause I'm like, well, what does she look like, right? I gotta have something to pray about. Uh, and, and so they, they sent me pictures and, uh, and anyway, and I'll never forget my older brother, he's a jerk and, and he's like, oh, those are all, man, those are all just right here. And I was like, you're a jerk. Um, you are a bad person. Anyway, but anyway, so I get this wad of pictures and I'm going through them and I'm like, yeah, man, I, I think she's good looking. And, uh, and so anyway, and they had done the same thing to me. I didn't even know it. They found pictures. I don't know. My brother somehow got them and sent her some. And so we both agreed to, to talk, uh, to call each other, and, and we did. And there wasn't FaceTime or anything like that. And so we start talking on the phone. There's an immediate connection. And because there was a strong connection uh, I'm like, I don't want to start this phone romance. I tried long distance one other time in my life. It failed miserably. So I was like, I'm going to buy a plane ticket. I don't want to start this and just like go down this weird trail and then find out at the end, like there's no compatibility. So, um, so I bought a plane ticket and I remember showing up to the Cleveland airport and uh, man, that was scary, totally scary. Uh, but it, was, it, it turned out to be a great trip. And then, uh, you know, everything started progressing. But during that time, as, as it was progressing, um, she uh, went down to this wedding in Miami. Man, it's crazy. I can remember all this. And she went down to this wedding in Miami. She was there with some friends and uh, at this wedding. And I'm in Spokane. You know, Spokane's boring if you've never been there. But anyway, uh, which, you know, uh, and so <laughs> I love Spokane. Spokane's actually changed a lot. It's great. So anyway, so she's in Miami, and I'm there at home, and... She's at this wedding, and I kid you not, you guys, I kid you not, she's in this, she's down in Miami. Now, I don't even know what this wedding looks like. It could have been the most boring wedding in the world, right? And in my head, she's in Miami, and, and the picture in my head is she's at some club downtown Miami meeting some dude, and she's cheating on me. That was what was in my head as I'm sitting there. Now, I, have, I had no reason to not trust her at all. There was nothing that was like, hey, that's a, that's a red flag, you know, at all. And so I'm, I'm, I'm literally in my mind and I'm, I'm going, why hasn't she called me? You ever been there? Like literally, I'm looking at my phone and it's like, what, you keep looking at your phone, you're like, I don't wanna be that person. <sighs> and I'm like, ah, oh, I must've missed it, you know? So I called her. Hey, did you, no, she didn't pick up. 
She didn't pick up. Oh, she's with a dude. She's not picking up. She's got to be with some guy. Like, that's what's going on in my mind. And, and I'm like, I'm, I'm getting mad. I'm angry. I'm all these things. And she calls me way later that night. And, and I'm like, what are you doing? What's going on? And she's just like, what? What is wrong with you? And I go, well, and I literally, I sat there on the phone and I'm mad. And she goes, what's wrong with you? And I literally go, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, why am I so mad at you? You've never done anything. You've been perfect. What is wrong? And I realized in that moment, I have major trust issues. Like, I have major trust issues with you. And you've never done anything to earn that. What am I doing? Why do I feel this way about you? And I literally, I'll, I'll never forget, on the phone, I, I, I apologize. I'm like, I am so sorry. And I said, I've got to be dealing with something from when I was like a junior in high school. <laughs> I go, this is crazy. I, I've never felt this way. I've never experienced this, like, I don't, you know, this insecurity and all of this. And, and guys, what I, I realized in that moment was, man, I had never dealt with that. I had never dealt with that in a healthy way. And here it is. And it manifested itself. And you guys, thank God my wife is amazing because she had every right to be like, you're crazy, dude. Like, you're crazy. I'm out. And it would have made sense, like, because we're long distance. And, and she stuck it out. And I, and I remember saying, listen, if you ever see this in me, like, I, I've got to work through this. If you see it, like, just tell me, because I don't want to be this. And, um, and so, guys, what I realized is I was bringing a lot of baggage. I had these issues, and I had never dealt with them. And so I had to figure that out in order to be the husband that I wanted to be. And so you guys have to figure these things out for yourself. You've got to identify, am I even ready for this? I had to figure out where I was at with God. Is he enough for me? Um, and then you have to ask you guys, this is the next huge question. When you think about dating, what are your intentions? Right? I sound like your dad probably. What are your intentions? You know? But that's such a great question. There's a reason they ask it, okay? What are your intentions? In other words, this is the question. What do you want to get out of this? That's a, that's a huge question that you need to think about. If you're with someone right now and you haven't asked each other, what do you want to get out of this? Man, you better have that conversation tonight. Maybe you just get up and go have it now. Like, like you should be asking, what, what do you want to get out of this relationship, you guys? Um, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, it says this. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Okay, so in other words, whatever I'm doing, in other words, if I'm going to date somebody, I should be asking this question. My intent, even in dating this person, should be, how do I, if I'm a Jesus follower, glorify God by how I date you? How does that glorify him? Now, most of the time when we get into a relationship, who are we trying to glorify? Right? And, and the danger with that is, is because, because why? You're, you're attracted to them. You like them. You want to get to know them. And you want them to like you. And the danger is you want to make yourself the focus so that they're all about you. But God says, no, in whatever you do, I want you to glorify me. I'll handle the dating thing. But you guys, if, if that's your purpose, if you say you're a Jesus follower, you better be straight up with them about what your intentions are for dating them. 
Like, like what is this about? And, and, and even if you're single right now, like a lot of times people that are single are like, man, I want this, I want this, I want this. Why do you want that? Like, why do you want a date right now? Why? Oh, I just want to feel loved. Like, why? So you need to think about these things, okay? Um, and and you got to ask, how does that, if it's going to glorify God, how does that line up with what you want out of a relationship? Do you want a date because you're looking to get married? Are you actually looking to get married? You should tell them that, okay? That's not one of those you surprise them with, okay? You should have that conversation. Are you looking to just have fun? Okay, there was times in college that I dated, and I remember there was one girl, I can remember, and she was thinking marriage, and I was thinking, let's have fun. Like, I was not at all like, hey, man, I'm, I'm really looking to settle down and just find that person. No, that was not at all where I was at in life. That's not what I wanted, okay? I wanted to have fun, okay? And she, and she sat me down on the beach, Huntington Beach, sat me down on Huntington Beach, and looked at me and was like, what are we doing? I'm like, we're sitting at the beach. <laughs> like, it's awesome. It's great. It's beautiful. It was night, you know, um, and, uh, and all that. But like, she's like, no, like, I, this is where I'm at in my life. This is what I want. And guess what? We broke up at Huntington Beach. Okay, we broke up. Why? Why we break up? Because what she wanted and what I wanted were totally different. I'm very thankful because she, she was a little older than me, and she just like said, like, I'm concerned about this. This is what I want. And so we agreed, that's not what I want. We should end this. And that was tough. I really liked her. But that was where we were at. So we had to have that conversation. Am I just looking for someone to fill a void? Some of you got to be really honest with this. You're lonely and you're only in a relationship because there's a void that you feel you need to be filled. Um, is it a rebound? Hmm. Okay. A lot of people have this rough breakup and what, what will solve how I feel the emptiness? Oh, someone else. Someone else will. And so without even really thinking about it, you're just like, oh, they're good looking. I need something. You rebound. Get in a relationship with them. Well, you should tell them that. You should tell them, hey, you're a rebound. Just so we're all clear. Okay? It's like, seriously though, like, like, yeah, you're like, no, I would never say that. Well, then you're a jerk, right? Wouldn't you say that? If you're going to go into a relationship at your guys' age, a lot of you are in your 20s. And you're thinking that person's a rebound and they don't know it? You're a jerk, okay? I was that, okay? You, don't be that. Don't, like, and what do we call it? We call it a DTR. You have to have a DTR, which is what? You have to define the relationship, okay? If nothing else, you better hear that one tonight. Define the relationship. What are you? What aren't you? Where do you want to go, okay? Um, and when you don't establish what you are or where you're desiring to go, you know what it leads to? It leads to what I was just talking about. It leads to dysfunction. It leads to miscommunication. It leads to hurt feelings. And many, guys, so many relationships end just because they weren't honest up front. 
they just never, they just, they just went with it, right? There was this attraction or whatever, they met, there was a party, whatever, and they just went for it. And they never just like stopped and said, hey, what, what, what are you looking for? What do you want? What are we? And what does that process look like to you? And, and that's so important. That will save you so much time, energy, uh, and heartache. Um, there's a term that, that I use called dangerous dating. Okay, now what do I mean by that? Okay, when I talk about dangerous dating, this is what it means to date in a dangerous way. It's leaving important issues up to our assumptions or just being naive. Okay, what do I mean by that? It's just assuming without communication that he or she loves you. Okay, you just assume it. Um, it's, uh, it's assuming that they love Jesus because they told you they were a Christian. It's assuming that your heart is good and your feelings are right. Why well, trust me? I, and, and your friends will say, well, what, what's your heart telling you to do? Won't they? Yeah, some of you are like, yeah, they told me that last night. Like, they will encourage you to follow your heart. But you guys, what we read in Scripture, actually, Mark's chapter 7, 21, it says, From within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual morality, theft, murder, adultery. Out of, it says, where? The heart. So guys, your heart isn't as awesome as you think. Now, it's necessary, but it also can take you all over the map, and it can lie to you. And so you need to be aware of that. Some of you are way too trusting, okay? You're being naive right now. And, and, and you're maybe just like me, what I was. Like when I took uh, her back, I mean, think about it. I, I, I took her back after she clearly cheated on me. What was I being? Naive, right? I was being naive, okay? I was, I was, I was literally just making an assumption you know, um, I was just going with it. And, and so here's my next point. Believe in love. Okay, I don't want to sound like the bitter person. Believe in love, but don't disregard red flags for the sake of love. Okay, that's huge. Believe in love, but don't disregard red flags for the sake of love. Okay, don't let, we hear the term, love make you blind. Don't let love make you blind. Be a healthy skeptic. Okay, be a healthy skeptic. Um, my buddy, his heart was devastated. He, uh, this girl um, broke up with him. And I mean, it was shady. It was awful. Like uh, we were in San Diego and, and, and my buddy, he loved God. I mean, loved God. I wasn't really walking with God. He loved God. He was like the guy we're like, man, you're awesome. I don't know how you're you right? Just never made a bad choice. Always good, right? Just always the good guy. And he never condemned us. Like he was just a good dude, okay? Some of you are that person you maintain. Way to go. We need the yous in the world. And he was that guy. And, and, and literally, so one summer, he literally was like, I'm going to Africa to serve. And it's like, of course, you would, <laughs> you know? Like you would do that. You know, that makes total sense. And um, and, and his girlfriend at the time was like, she was like, we thought, this awesome uh, Christian girl, all that. And, um, and, and it was like just an amazing thing, right? So he's in Africa. He'd call her, all that. Well, comes to find out, 
Uh, I can laugh now, but come to find out, she was cheating on him with the running back for the Chargers. She was cheating on him with the running back. And, and we're like, I remember we found out he was still in Africa. And we're just like, oh, shoot, man. And we're like, he ain't getting her back. Like, she just tasted the Chargers. Like, like and he's in Africa. Like, you know, um, and, and I remember we picked him up from the airport. We're like, hey, man, how'd it go? <laughs> like, someone got to tell him. Uh, and, you know, obviously, they didn't, they didn't work out. <laughs> and uh, anyway, it was messed up. So we were good friends, right? Good friends. Good friends. So we're like, well, he needs a new girlfriend, like quick. We got to like pick him back up. Stupid. Gosh, awful friends. Uh, but that in our stupid minds, we're like, he needs someone else. Like that'll help. So we find this freshman girl. If you're a freshman, good for you. Just be smart. And, and we're like, this won't be serious. She's just a freshman. She's new. Like, it's like, hey, dude, date her. And, and she was awesome and, uh, and all that. And they start dating. And he lived in our, uh, in our apartment. And all of a sudden, we just start seeing less of him. All of a sudden, we start, like, not seeing him at all. Like, at all. She had slowly hijacked him from us. And, and, and then all of a sudden, we're just like, what happened? He's gone. Well... She turned on us, one, and then she drew him because they always go with them. And, and all of a sudden, he's like, he's like separate from us now. She hijacked him from his friends. And we looked back and, 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 and there started to be these warning signs like, hey, man, she never lets you do anything. Um, you should think about that. Uh, and, and then there were, there were more red flags. Uh, and, and I'll never forget, there was like flag after flag after flag. And then I graduated, he was younger. Um, I was up and I remember he called me and he's like, hey, I'm gonna propose. As a good friend, at that time I was walking with God, I flew down to San Diego immediately. And I literally said, hey man, let me take you out. And, and, and I just said, you can't do it. You can't do it. Don't marry her, please. Don't marry her. You should not marry her. Like, I think deep, deep, deep down, you know you shouldn't marry her. Listen, it was just a joke when we hooked you guys up in the first place, man. Like, we're just trying to help, but you should not marry her. Please don't marry her. And, and he, he married her. I have not seen him since. I haven't seen him since. He was one of my best friends. I haven't seen him since. He lives somewhere in Arizona. I don't even know. I don't even know where. Well, I, yeah, I do. It's at Camp Verde. I think he's an athletic director, basketball coach there. But anyway... I haven't seen him since. And, and, and so what happened there? There were red flags, but you guys, a lot of times because you're so infatuated and you just go with it because it's, it's good and all that, you disregard red flags because you're just, you're like, I want it to work. I need it to work. What it reveals is you are depending on this relationship in an unhealthy way. That's really what it, what it shows is I need this to happen. And so flares are going up. And you would even say, some of you, I prayed about this. And, and, and literally God's like, I'm responding to your prayer by shooting off flares that you need to see. But guess what? You're so blind and naive. You're not even seeing it. You're like, God, make it clear. And he's like, what do I have to do? What do I have to do? 
Okay, and, and so maybe tonight that's like it. And I'm not trying to break any of you up. Um, maybe I am, I don't know. But you, you need to think about these things, okay? Um, and then here, here's the next uh, thing. You need to set, now here's the deal. If you are going, if you're dating and you're gonna honor God, you're gonna have to set some physical boundaries in your relationship. You just have to, okay? You either set them or the moment's gonna set them. Let me tell you what goes on when the moment sets those physical boundaries. There are no physical boundaries, Okay, because the moment's going to win. If you're in a relationship, you haven't done this, and you do want to um, wait till you're married, uh, listen, you've got to establish that or you will not make it. Okay, I'm not even going to be optimistic with you. I'm not even going to be hopeful with you because I'm not the pastor that doesn't know what this is like because I didn't wait. I never had boundaries until I met my wife. She was the first one that I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. Like, I, I just that was never even a priority for me. And so I'm not sitting up here going, I don't know. Like, no, I know you will not. The moment will win. It just will. It does. And you're like, oh, you don't know me really? Are you like that one person in, on the planet? No, you're not. Okay? In fact, I still haven't met that person. Guys, you will fail. You fail. If you want to have boundaries in your relationship and you don't establish them, you will fail. It's like me, if I left here at college group, hadn't eaten any pizza, and I go to Fred Meyer, guess what's going to happen? A lot of bad decisions. <laughs> Okay, because if I go to the grocery store and I'm hungry, I know what's going to go down. All kinds of weird stuff's going to get into that cart. Like stuff that's just, who knows how it was made, where it was made, what's in it, half of it's fake. Who cares? It looks good. I'm eating it because I'm hungry. I'm going to make some bad decisions, right? Okay, guys, like that's the reality. It, it, for me, it's, a, it's, it's not even a winnable ball game. Now my wife calls me if she needs me to go to the grocery store. She's like, are you hungry? She asked me that. It's the first question. If I say yes, she goes, never mind. If, she's, if, if, she goes, if I say no, she goes, okay, can you pick up this? And I will. And that's all I'll pick up. But guys, like, like some of you like think, man, oh, I can just do this. Like, no, you can't. No, you can't. Can you just like own that, please? Just be honest with yourself. You can't. You are attracted to that person, right? And so if, if, if you don't establish something, you're not going to stop. You just won't. Because you, you're literally head over heels over that person. And, and for some of you that maybe this is like the first person you've been with in a serious way, and you don't, you've never even felt what it's like when they respond to you back in a loving way. Listen, I don't care. There's nothing that prepares you for that feeling. There's just not. It's totally different than anything else you've ever experienced, Okay. And, and I'm telling you, that moment will win the day. And so if that's a desire for you, you must have a time. And I would encourage you with that. I'll talk about this more when I talk about sex in like three weeks. But you must have a time of clear communication where you both share and you both agree upon a cutoff point. Now, if you're like, well, I don't know about that. Da, 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 da. Well, wait and come back three weeks from now and I'll help you with that. Um, but here's the other thing. If you're going to make this decision, here's the, here's the thing you have to do with this. You've got to both be in agreement, and it can't be about guilt and shame, okay? That's really, really important, okay? You can't sit there and guilt them into agreeing with your position. You guys got to be in a healthy place to be able to have an honest conversation, and you got to both be able to uh, agree uh, with that, and here's ultimately what this also saves you from. For some of you, there's someone that's going to want to take advantage of you by dating with you, 
or by dating you. And this will save you from that if you have that conversation up front. Because I can tell you right now, um, dating before Jesus was all about me getting what I wanted. That's it. There was no like uh, aspect of how do I honor them, serve them. No, it was about me. Uh, Ephesians 5.21, this is for all Christians. He says, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Uh, in other words, serving someone else, putting their wants, their needs, their desires ahead of your own. And in a dating relationship, that means I honor them and I put their needs above even my own. And I get asked all the time, well, Steve, and usually it's a high school camp when I do one of these talks. And some high schooler will come up to me after and go, okay, so like, where's the line? Like, where's that cutoff point? And I go, well, dude, if you're asking me that, you're, you've already lost. Like, you got to start with, how do I honor her? That's what you start with. Okay, and listen, I'm not in your little sick mind. I don't know when you start going to weird places, but you do. Okay? But it starts not with how far can I go, it starts with how do I, if I'm a Jesus follower, how do I honor them, serve them, and love them, and glorify God in this relationship? You start with that. You start with that, it changes your perspective on all these other things. Here's the next thing. Um, and listen, guys, I know, this is one that I could go all night on. I'll try and shut it down soon, but we'll see. Uh, the next one is group dating, okay? Here's the reality. Anyone can pretend to be someone else on a one-on-one -on -one date, okay? Anybody can. In a healthy dating relationship, there are group dates, okay? Um, you need to see how that other person acts around their friends and people that really know them. That's huge, okay? As you observe them with their friends, you're going to learn more about them than you would ever have known if you just kept it one-on-one. -on -one. And you better uh, be very, very careful if the person you're dating is only keeping it one-on-one. -on -one. I have seen a lot of people be very protective and they're in this relationship and this person is literally dictating the people, like, like literally picking and choosing who they can be around. Why? Because they are literally protecting um, themselves and trying to hide who they really are from the person that they're dating. Okay. So group dating, uh, if you do that well, uh, it brings out truths about the other person. Um, and, and also, you need to, um, as you observe them uh, with, with their friends and that, you need to ask their friends about them. Now, you don't ask their friends about them when they're standing next to you. Hey, what do you think about, I'll just say Ben. What do you think about Ben? And Ben's standing right there. What do you think they're going to say? Oh, Ben's a jerk. Ben just wants to use you and like, like, you know what I mean? Ben just got out of his way, you know, like, and Ben's standing right there. No, they're going to say, Ben is like the greatest dude. He's just looking for someone to love. Yeah. He loves to cuddle. Like, I mean, he's that guy. Yeah. So you're lucky if you get him. That's what your friend's going to say, and it's stupid, but they're going to say it if you're there. So you got to ask him when they're not around. Pull him aside and just be like, hey, what's, what's going on with him? What's he about? What's, what's you know, what's... What's like, what has he been, what's his history? Like, like when was it, you could even ask him, put him on the spot. When was his last relationship? When was her last relationship? You know, and, and I mean, I'm telling you, friends, man, friends, when you get them away, whoo, they might just, start, they're a fire hose. They'll start opening up. Um, and then ask your friends what they think. Now, it's the same situation. When I say ask your friends, okay, you guys, 
most people ask the friends that they know will reinforce the decision they want. So when I say that, I'm not talking about finding the friend that will agree with what you want them to agree to, okay? I always use the example, if there was a job opportunity in Spokane um, and they called me and they said, we want you, I would not call my mom and be like, what do you think? Why? Because she would say, without even thinking or praying, she would go, take it. Why? She's in Spokane. She wants to see her grandkids. She's got an agenda. She's got a desire. And, and so you have to find people that are not going to necessarily agree with you. They're going to tell you the truth. And that's really important. I pray that some of you have at least one or two friends that would like literally tell you, you should not be with that person. Even if they knew it might mean your friendship with them. You have to have those people. If you don't have them, you better like get rid of, you better like start weeding through friends because you need those people in your life that will tell you not what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. And they're for you. They're for you growing in your relationship with God. They don't have anything to gain from the relationship because most of your friends, they're not even going to know who you're asking them about. And they're just going to say, oh yeah, totally. That's great. Because you've been single. Oh, this is totally a good thing for you. And they don't even know the person. And they're telling you that. They're like sending you to your own death, right? And so you need real friends that, that are going to talk to you about that. So get those right friends. Proverbs eleven four says, where there is no guidance, a people falls. But in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. And this is critical for dating. Proverbs 13, 20, it says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. It's the same thing with dating. My friends have saved me. My friends have saved me. I've shared this before. My best friend, he literally stood in the doorway and there was, a, there was I, there, I don't even know a nice name for this girl, but she had the potential to hijack everything in my life. Everything. I don't have time tonight to unpack that story. Maybe another time. But, and he stood in the doorway and she was outside and she was sitting on my car and she said, I'm not leaving. And I told my buddy, I'm going out there. This is the one. And he said, I will not let you leave. And he was like, I will fight you. And it was like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, oh, shut up, dude. Like, no, he was literally, he was willing to fight me. He was like, I'm not moving. I am not moving. And, and I mean, we had a major heart-to-heart -heart there, and he saved me from that. He literally saved me from that. I, I tell him to this day, dude, you saved my life. You saved, I mean, I look at my boys, and I go, man, he saved, he, he saved my life because he was that friend. Guys, you need that friend in your life, okay? Um, here's the thing you got to also be honest about. What direction do you want to go in relation to following Jesus? What do you, what do you want there? Okay, that's, that's really important, okay? Because that, if you're, if you're wanting to go in a certain direction and that's not a priority for somebody else, you guys need to talk about that, okay? Um, and, and here's um, why you need to ask where you're going and where they're going because guess what? More than likely, most of the time, I don't know what the ratio is or the percentage, you're gonna go in the direction they're gonna go. That's how it plays out is usually you end up going in the direction they go. Now, 
there is a term called missionary dating. And that is when someone says, oh, I know they're like that, but I can save them. Okay? Very rarely works out. Very rarely. Okay? Very rarely. What happens most of the time is you end up becoming like them. They don't end up becoming like you. Okay? It's literally that image, and we've all seen those uh, YouTube or whatever uh, videos of the fishermen that are fishing out on the ocean or whatever, and they catch something, and they're like, and then all of a sudden it literally yanks them into the ocean. You know, like that's what missionary dating does. Okay? You're, you're like, look, it's working, and then they yank you in. And, and you're like, what happened? Okay? You fell into where they're going. So both of you need to, if you're going to say we're following Jesus, it needs to not be like, oh, oh, it's this. It's no, we're both following him independently of each other. Um, and why is this a priority? Well, in 2 Corinthians 6.14, it says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. He's talking to believers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness or what fellowship has light with darkness? Um, and so it's really important. He says this is a priority. Make sure you're aligned there and going in the same direction. And listen, if you're desiring, this is what I found 100% of the time, if you're both desiring Jesus, guess what happens? He either draws you closer together, which is beautiful, or he draws you apart. And, but if it's him, guess what? Either way, it's good. Either way, it's God's best. Okay? So there's times that he is going to, and like with my wife, the more we pursued him, boom, it was like he brought us together. But there's also situations where as you pursue him, it becomes more and more clear that he's got something different for you. And that's great too. You actually can both, if you're following him, can go, okay, like I see this, you see this, that's okay. Let's move on. But guys, um, you got to ask these questions because where this really rears its ugly head if you go down this road with one of you wants to follow Jesus, one of you doesn't, but you're like, man, we're so great together. I'll just ignore it. Where it manifests itself is typically when you have kids. And all of a sudden, you have kids, and you're talking about how you're going to raise these kids. This is where it really hits. Well, I'm passionate about them being this, going to church, following Jesus, and your partner is like, no, that's not a priority for me. I don't care about that. I never have. So what happens? Like I said, usually you don't experience this to the fullest until you have kids. And that's when I see it every time, every time. It's, it's when, how are we going to raise them? And then that creates a massive divide in the relationship. So, um, Here's what you got to ask. Would they be following Jesus if you weren't challenging them to? You have to look at who the person is now, not who they could be later. Okay? You're not dating potential. It's not like athletics, right? Like I see something great in them. No. You're dating them right now. Now you can, you can say, man, I see this in them. That's great. But they're not that right now. You're dating them right now. Now, two years from now, a year from now, six months from now, maybe they change a lot. Maybe God opens that door. That's great. But you're dating for right now. So you don't date potential, okay? Um, and then here's the other thing. You've got to look 
at that individual as God's possession, not yours. In a healthy dating relationship, you are treating the other person like they belong to God and not you. I literally had a girl come up to me and meet with me after a teaching just like this, and um, she wanted to grab coffee at the Starbucks that's now closed over there, and I'll never forget, she met with me, and she goes, hey, so this guy, and he goes here as well, and, um, and, and he told, you know, I, I, I was telling him, listen, I don't see this, I don't see that, I, in, in you and all that, and he told me, well, you just need to, you need to just, uh, you just need to trust me and follow me, and I'll lead you, and she goes, so what, what do I do with that? I said, you dump him. Can I dump him for you? Like, I mean, like, where is he? Let's, let's go. Like, I was so mad, right? Why? Why? He was treating her like, who did she belong to? Him. You're mine. Okay? That's not yours. That, that person's God's. And so you treat them like they belong to him, not you. And here's what I always uh, say with this. Um, someone else could be dating your husband or wife right now. How are you hoping they treat them? I want you to think about that. Guys, selfless, not Selfish. We're called to ask and consider how can we, it says in Hebrews, stir each other up to good works? How can we help encourage them to be the best they can be as a follower of Jesus? Okay, so that's my calling. That's not just my calling if I'm dating someone, it's in my marriage and everything else. How can I help, help push them, move them forward in a way that honors God? And guys, if, if, if they're the one, great. If not, you continue to honor them. Okay, um, and then the last point I want to just touch on is waiting, and I know you don't like that point, but I'm going to say it anyway. Waiting. Some of you need to deal with some things before you start dating. Okay, some of you just need to do that. Um, some of you need to not allow other people to guilt you into dating. Get stuff figured out. And here's what's tough: it may be your mom, it may be your dad, uh, it may be your best friend, but get stuff figured out. Don't let people guilt you into dating. Um, and then lastly, because some of you are just freaking out and you're like, oh my gosh, I just turned, I'll just throw a number. I just turned 21 and I'm single. What's going to happen to me? Oh my gosh, relax. Okay, here's the reality. I don't care if you're, well, you're not 30 because well, some of you are 30, but you're a staff member if you're 30 in here. Um, guys, stop freaking out. Don't push for it because, you know, I, I look at when I met my wife and it was later than I had desired. Um, but guess what? From the moment we met, we were married nine months later. Crazy. Okay. Now, why do I say that? I do not say that for you to do that. Okay. So first of all, I always say that. Don't, in fact, don't do that. Um, okay. I'm not saying you should do that. What I'm say, why I'm saying that is because God's timing is perfect. And his, he's never late. And if he wants it to happen, it could happen. And it can happen. And I've experienced that. 
And so just relax. It's okay. And, and just allow God to do what he wants to do. And in Psalm 37, 4, he says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and then he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, why is that so important? Uh, what's the important piece here? You don't know the desires of your heart, but he does. And you don't know what the fulfillment of that is. He does. And so trust him in that. He knows what needs to happen. Pursue God's best for you, not your best for you. And so whatever that means as a result of tonight, uh, whether it means just having a great conversation with the person you're dating, uh, maybe you're in an unhealthy relationship and you need to, I mean, maybe it's been awful, I mean, bad, and you need to break it off. Maybe that's what needs to happen. Um, guys, I'll just say this. Many of you, even in this room, more than likely, statistically speaking, have come from a divorced home, and you wish you could change that. You wish you could change that. Many of those relationships that are divorced now, those relationships started at your age. Okay, so what does that mean? That means you're making the decisions right now that are not just going to impact you. Okay, it's much bigger than you. And you may go, well, whatever, this is just a season in my life. Well, no, this season's gonna carry weight and the choices you make now will have a lasting effect on your life, okay? And I don't say that to discourage you or scare you. I actually say like, what an exciting time to make good decisions. And my prayer is that you make decisions that are different than the decisions that I made, okay? Because um, it sucks, that I had to go through some of the things that I had to go through. I don't look at it and go, oh, that's a cool story. No, I hate it. I actually hate it. I hate the struggles that I have because of my past. I, I, I hate some of the thoughts that I have. I wish that I hadn't done the things I did before I met my wife. I wish I could have like stood there and, and, uh, and not had all that baggage. Man, I wish I could have, you guys. Some of you have that opportunity and... Uh, it's a gift, and uh, if you've met the person right now that you're supposed to be with, what a gift. That's amazing. That's awesome. Um, but maybe for some of you, this is just that night where you consider some things that could save you, and I want to encourage you, don't just ignore that. Um, listen to it. Receive it, okay? Wrestle with it. Let me pray.